What's up, guys? Welcome to a very weird episode of the Pipe Bomb Show. I'm your host, John Pipe Bomb. What's up, guys? Um, You're probably like, wait, 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 wait. Why is this a weird one? Well, as you can read from the title, this is going to be a pay-per-view dump result. You saw how I did the, like, the weekly dump. Uh, for one of my episodes, this will be the pay-per-view dump because I'm just going to dump all the results and my quick opinions on everything that happened in the two pay-per-views that I gave predictions for but never got to give you the results. So let's just get into it. We're going to start with the first one, which was NXT TakeOver In Your House. First match was Bronson Reed and MSK versus Legado del Fantasma. In a winner-take-all six-man tag for the NXT North American Championship and the NXT Tag Team Championship. Babyfaces won like I figured they would. It would be too early to take the title over either the, the Bronson Reed or MSK. So I knew that was going to happen. Uh, what does Legado do next? Maybe they get called up. Who knows? Maybe they get called up to the main roster. I don't know what. Besides, uh, the te- you know, Santos Escobar, Escobar, he could move up to the main roster. Or he could go for the NXT title, but I don't think he will. But I... Uh, the other two, I could see them, they could continue going for the tag team titles, but, like, that's the only other thing I see. You could move this group up to the main roster. I, that, I think that'd be fun for for them to do that. Uh, next match was, uh, but, like I but that first match, all action all the time is a really, really good match. Um... Next one was Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. This was an all right match. Nothing too special. Don't think this was takeover worthy. But Zia Lee uh, got the win like I figured she would. She is the, she is still the young up-and-comer, basically. And this is her new heel persona uh, teaming up with Boa and um, Mei Ying. Uh, after the match, I think she wanted to, if I can remember, she wanted to keep attacking Mercedes. Mercedes got the upper hand. Um, she went to Mei Ying with a chair, and Mei Ying like, grabbed her by the throat and threw her to the side. So if you didn't like the magical stuff with Alexa Bliss and, and Lily on Raw, you probably didn't like this. This is... Okay, I not a hundred percent sure. I'll get into the magic stuff at a different time, but it's okay for now until they get too ridiculous. But whatever, grabbed her by the throat, threw her to the side. Whatever. L.A. Knight versus uh, Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar Championship. This was a straight up match. Ted DiBiase comes out. They they raise the um the the title in the case above the ring, and this was just a just a match between those two. 
it wasn't like uh, like DiBiase got involved or anything like that. Uh, like I said, he probably would. He'd probably have a favorite and then go with them. But no, LA Knight uh, is your million dollar champion. It was all right. It was a it was a all right um match ladder match, not as good as um Santos Escobar and um Jordan Devlin for the cruiserweight title. That's on a different level. Um, Raquel Gonzalez uh versus Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, this is an all right match. Same thing. I off the top of my head, I can only remember a couple spots. But uh, Raquel gets the win, like I figured, because Raquel, like, they've been pushing her now. She is this dominant champion. She, she's kind of a tweener, I guess. Because she, she, she doesn't come off as, a, like, an outright heel or anything. But her and Dakota Kai have always been heels. But she's just seemed like as this big dominant you know like badass champion not much of a like like how eo was for a while before eo went full babyface she it was just a point where it was like yeah i'm happy you got the title but aren't you supposed to be heel and you're kind of on the borderline there so she got the win like i said i didn't think ember was gonna uh become a two-time champion at least not yet it could still happen down the line and the main event was a fatal five way for the nxt championship it was carrying cross defending against kyle o'reilly adam cole johnny gargano pete dunn this went this was insane there was a million things going on i just remember a sequence where just everyone hit each other it was just non-stop action this is a very good match and if you have a match with pete dunn johnny gargano and adam cole you're getting a great match and i'm only that's no disrespect to carrying across no disrespect to kyle o'reilly pete dunn always has really good matches johnny gargano is mr takeover because you pay attention to his matches and Adam Cole has great matches. Okay? Kyle O'Reilly, like I said, he's in the new role where he's a singles uh, competitor now. But he was always in a tag team. He was in a group. So you, you know he can have a good match against Finn Balor. But can he keep, you know, keep up the pace with everyone else? Carrying across, they they kept jumping him. They kept, um, you know, taking him out, and he kept coming back. Carrying across is still your NXT champion, and it's what's next. We just took out the four top contenders: Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne. And Karrion Cross has beaten Finn Balor twice. Once for the title, second for the rematch. It's what's next. 
and I know this isn't immediately after. I think uh, the, it's not immediately after TakeOver, because TakeOver was a couple weeks ago. But it looks like Johnny Gargano is now in the uh, uh, title picture against Karrion Cross. Jumping him from behind, him and Austin Theory, a theory ambushing Karrion. Karrion Cross also having main event debuts, being on main event, basically having a main roster tryout. He could be going to the main roster soon. It would not surprise me if soon, before the draft, if Johnny Gargano wins the NXT title again. Because, I mean, if you just look at it, we're in the future now. This NXT TakeOver happened, what, two, three weeks ago. Okay. We've only heard about two names from the NXT roster. Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross have both have had basically main roster tryouts. They've been on main event and they've had matches. It just so happens that Bronson Reed just lost the NXT North American title to Isaiah Swerve Scott. Congratulations to Hit Row. But it's just a coincidence that he's had he has a main roster debut, and then he loses his title the a week later. Carrying across had his roster debut. But this is the NXT title. So they can milk it for a couple weeks. Great American Bash is coming up. You could wait for for right before SummerSlam. They could do another takeover in August. And Johnny Gargano seems like he's the front runner. Staying away from carrying across, attacking him from behind, Austin Theory attacking him from behind, ambushing him. We can very well see Johnny Gargano win the NXT title again for the way. We could see that. Like I said, he's being everyone else. Who else is such a clear cut? Answer. What is the who's the answer for carrying across? Beating Pete. Like I, I could keep going. I could keep repeating. But like I said, he's beaten everyone. But it seems like Johnny Gargano is right there at the moment, right now. And there's a good chance that Vince liked what he saw, and Cross is going up to the main roster. Now we move on to Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Hell in a Cell. All right. Uh, the pre-show had Natalia versus Mandy Rose. Uh, and it was a pre-show match. I barely paid attention. I only saw the ending where Natalia made Mandy Rose tap out. Once again, why do I care about this tag team division? You couldn't even let Mandy Rose get a singles win. Over Natalia. 
at least if I, at least if I'm watching this, and Mandy Rose beats Natalia, then Dana Brooke beats Tamina, or Tamina beats Dana Brooke. You could say, hey, I, you guys could lose. I've beaten you once. Or we've beaten you in singles competition. We want to shout out your titles. Make it seem like ah, ah, that division is such shit. And Mandy Rose and Daniel Brooke, for some they're eventually going to get the titles, aren't they? Aren't they? They're eventually going to get those titles. And I would love nothing more than to, if I was in charge, to dangle that carrot in front of their faces and be like, no. Go ahead. get Reach it. You're not getting it. This team has been consistent at, at losing. Ugh. Anyway. Bianca Belair versus uh, Bailey. Inside Hell in a Cell, I did not predict this, that it would be inside Hell in a Cell, but Bianca Belair still wins. Uh, Bailey, congratulations. She got to do her double candlestick tied and duct tape trick. Uh, good callback to her match against Sasha. Uh, like I said, Bianca, Bianca was going to win. She is not losing that uh, till SummerSlam, till maybe Sasha comes back. Then we had Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Uh, Seth Rollins won by roll-up, if I remember. And, yeah, I thought Cesaro would just keep the momentum, but Seth got the win. No issue with that. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. I did not pay attention. I did not care for this match. All I remember is, is that Shayna had... Alexa in a wrist lock. Uh, Alexa hypnotized her. And Shayna let go. Then Alexa Bliss stared at Nia Jax. Hypnotized her. She picked up her hand and swung it. And Nia Jax did the exact same thing. But she smacked Reginald. And I think Alexa Bliss hit the Twisted Bliss to get the win on Shayna. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was, what was he selling? Oh, he had gotten the Nigerian nail twice from Commander Aziz just on just on SmackDown. Uh, and then during the match, he was selling an arm injury. I think maybe his wrist or something. Sami Zayn got the win. Uh, no issue with that. These these two could trade wins because they are pulling off good matches. They're pulling off interesting matches. I have not gotten bored watching a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match. It's, it's like if you're good, people will watch. Whoa. Charlotte Flair versus uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. Basically, the end. Um, these two fight outside. And then Rhea goes to take the top off of the table. And as she does that, Charlotte 
picked up her head. So Rhea hit her with the cover of the table, which caused a DQ, a disqualification. Charlotte technically is your winner, but does not win the title. This is such a bullshit way to keep this feud going. Just do a double count out. Just do, you know what? Rhea tried everything and Rhea snapped. Because like I've I've said this before. Charlotte and Rhea, who is the heel? Who is the baby face? You could have established that here. Rhea's the heel because Rhea can't put Charlotte down. So she's got to resort to underhanded tactics. Nope. Instead, she accidentally hits her, got the DQ, and this feud will happen again at Money in the Bank. Yay. But if if Rhea just escaped this match because of DQ, does that mean that the next match is going to be a no DQ? No, it's just a normal match. So the main event, Bobby Lashley uh, taking on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's last chance for the WWE, at the WWE title inside Hell in a Cell. And McIntyre setting up for the Claymore. MVP distracts him. And of all things, even if you said... Even if you gave me this on paper, I would say this is going to be a really good match. And it was a really good match. Don't get me wrong. This was a good match. This was not a bad match. This is what I expected. I expected two big guys. I expected I expected like their WrestleMania match. Two hard-hitting guys. Two really big guys knocking each other down, hitting each other hard. But Bobby Lashley won by roll-up, which I'm going to be sorry. It's bullshit. A roll-up inside hell in a cell. A roll-up. In the last couple years, we've had some bad Hell in a Cell matches. I would, without thinking too hard about it, this would be the top, this would be number three in the top three of the worst Hell in a Cell endings. Not, Not worst matches. Like I said, I enjoyed the match. I liked the match. I like what they did. The ending of the match. Now, why is it not number one or two? Well, because number one uh, was Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins, where Seth Rollins got DQ'd. I know. Oh, uh, well, technically, he uh, the ref stopped the match off some bullshit. 
the whole point of Hell in a Cell is I hate you so much I want to destroy you. Seth Rollins did that. Attacked the fiend with a ladder, with a toolbox, with a sledgehammer, with a mallet, with uh, chairs, with everything. And then the ref said, you've gone too far. I'm going to end this match now. That's the number one worst. Number two worst was the year before. Roman Reigns versus uh, Braun Strowman. These two are fighting. Uh, uh, Shield comes out to fight Braun Strowman's guys. And all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar comes out. Brock Lesnar hits the F5 on both of these guys and stands over their bodies and nothing else happens. The match ends. That's number two because we didn't even get a decision. That should be number one, but... Number one is worse, clearly. And number th- at number three is getting a roll-up inside Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is supposed to be such a decisive match. It's supposed to be we fought for weeks, for months. We don't like each other, but there's only one way to end this uh, feud inside Hell in a Cell. We're going to beat the holy hell out of each other. We're going to pull out all the stops to be number one. Ah, I rolled you up. I rolled you up. Just the the same move R-Truth does to win the the 24-7 championship a hundred times. Yeah, the same as that. The exact same move. The only move that these guys uh, running around for the 24-7 championship know, the roll-up? Yeah, we're going to do that. Clearly, I didn't like the ending there. That was not a way to... But I, I I can't even say, yeah, I get it. You don't want McIntyre to lose. Like, that's it. Let him get beat. Let McIntyre get beat. That's it. He cannot win the W. He cannot fight for the WWE title anymore. That's it. Last chance. He lost it. Like I said, Hell in a Cell, it used to feel so special. Oh, wait, wait. So that's the end of the pay-per-view. That is the end of the pay-per-view. So what happens? No, no, no. I'm going to wait for a different. I'm going to wait for a different episode. You know what? No, we're going to do it now. We're going to do it now. This is the pay-per-view dump. Okay. So the Friday night before on SmackDown. It was going to be, it was announced that Ray, it was going to be Rey Mysterio challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title inside Hell in a Cell. Obviously, they wanted the women to be in Hell in a Cell, so they did this match on SmackDown. Roman Reigns wins. First time SmackDown's had a Hell in a Cell match. After the pay-per-view, 
Kofi and Xavier Woods, they start poking the bear with, uh, with Bobby Lashley. Now we're going to get Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods inside Hell in a Cell on Monday Night Raw. What a way to make Hell in a Cell not feel special anymore. You could say that with a few match types. You could say that with a few stipulations. You know, nowadays it feels forced because Hell in a Cell, they put it, they they've turned it into a pay per view. So, you know, it's gonna happen once a year. It's going to happen no matter what once a year. It has to. But back in the day, it was, it was just announced. It was like, all right, you and me, we're gonna end this once and for all. And I can't think of any other match besides hell in a cell. And you, and you, you blinked a couple times. You, oh shit, really? They're gonna do it? A hell in a cell? At this, at the pay per view? Now it's just, just. Oh, Helen, as I was coming up, I wonder if we're going to get one cell match or two cell matches. Because that's what they've done. They've numbed us to this. And now, guess what? SmackDown, you get a Hell in a Cell match. And and uh, Monday Night Raw, you get a Hell in a Cell match. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Four days. Within four days, we got four Hell in a Cell matches. If that doesn't tell you how much they've destroyed this stipulation, I don't know what will. Like I said, it used to be the end of a feud. Triple H, uh, Batista beat Triple H for the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania. They fought at the next pay-per-view and then at the the third pay-per-view they fought against each other, they said, no, we're going to end this. We're going to end it once and for all in Hell in a Cell. Undertaker fought Edge in TLC. They fought each other in, in multiple matches. And then it was announced, guess what? It, this is when uh, Undertaker was, you know, fired from WWE. And they said, well, guess what, Edge? I've rehired him. And you're going to face him at SummerSlam. Inside Hell in a Cell. It made you excited for the match. Because once you heard in Hell, you already knew the rest of the sen- the words. And you got excited. Nowadays, it's... Last couple of years, it's been like, oh, October's coming. Hell in a Cell is almost here. I wonder which match they're going to put inside the, the cell. <sighs> anyway, that was my pay-per-view dump for you guys. Hope you enjoyed. Um, yeah. Talk to you guys next time. Uh, yeah. Talk to you guys next time. See ya.